to another episode of the triflix podcast today we have cole ankney good to be here man yeah i'm really <laughs> excited to have you on he is an entrepreneur self-made man and uh, a like father that. now yes <laughs> so i was hoping to have him on to share some of his experience because um, he is a little more accelerated than i am as far as coming into the business and get some tips from him as far as the business side goes but also get to know him personally on his story of how he got to where he is at, at this point today got lots to share man got a lot to share hopefully i can help you out yeah so for people that don't know you which is i'm assuming quite a bit of my base yes uh, who are you so again cole um I I do a bunch of different things, um, specifically uh, podcasting, uh, real estate, uh, photography, entrepreneurship, all of that. Um, just the jack of all trades. Yes, master of none though. That's always <laughs> that's always got to be in there at the end. Yes, yeah. I start a lot of different things and learn a lot about it, but you know, it's never like I got this one thing that I'm laser focused on. You know, which. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you see that much these days anymore, but I think it really depends on the person and like their, their personality, their makeup. Cause I have, I found that if you're that type of person that's really creative and uh, what they consider high in openness, which is in psychology, it's one of the five traits. If you're high in openness, you're kind of scatterbrained and it's really helpful to have people that are um, able to come in and kind of help bolster you and, and you give them an idea and yes. then they just nail it for you. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, believe me, there's plenty of nights that I sit there and I'm like, I can't sleep because everything's going ping, 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 ping. Yeah. Because that's just kind of how it goes in there. Yeah. It, it's um. So you do have a lot of like just active thoughts and there's not a whole lot of downtime? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's rare. Like, you know how, and maybe this happens for you because I don't know if it happens for everybody, but like yeah. where you get genuinely tired at the end of the day and when you lay down, like you have that sense of like, I'm going to go to sleep and this is so nice. Like I don't get that. I've, I've thought about having that once and I was actually going to ask, um, is that something you wish you had or do you just, you just take a lot of pride in the fact that you are always being active, whether it's physical or mentally? You know, I think like some days it would be nice, you know, just because like a day for me can consist of like getting up and like maybe I'll be editing a shoot Mm -hmm. and then being a dad and then doing real estate yeah fitting in being a dad again you know and then by the end of the day you've worn so many different hats that you just want to take them all off and you're like can i just like just rest i just need like that downtime just for a little bit like Uh i'm not talking like days like i'm not like one of those like where's my vacation i gotta take a vacation yeah but like give me just a little time to relax yeah do you get to take those somewhat Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Like you got to find that personal time. Yeah. Like that was one of the biggest things for me going into all of it. Like I need to be able to not punch a clock so that I can define my own clock mm-hmm. so that I can find that time, whether it's with the girls or, you know, with girlfriend or whatever yeah. it might be. It just depends. Yeah. So entrepreneur, uh, how long have you been in this industry? Have it sound like you're doing a little bit of marketing, a little bit of real estate? I sound, maybe that was the bread and butter. Like how long have you stepped away from more of a traditional role and come into this? So it's been a long time. Um, I mean, when I, 
honestly, when I was little, I mean, like we're talking like pre-high school, you know, probably got my driver's license, right? You know, we were out there uh, mowing yards and, yeah. you know, picking up leaves and stuff. But I had a whole like, I made the logo and it had a name and we were making invoices that were specific to the company. And, you know, there was a website and we were doing the whole thing and I was tracking everything in an Excel spreadsheet. Wow. And it just like started there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had to get, I don't know, my dad told me, he's like, you got to get a real job. So I was like, okay. So I delivered pizzas. <laughs> You know, and so it was like, okay, I guess I'll do that for a little while. Like that was fun. But again, like I ended up running the front end because no one knew how to work the computers. And so they're like, hey, like, you know how to do that. I had two separate pays. Mm -hmm. One, they'd pay me to, you know, extra money to fix the computers or like do IT. And then the other one, they'd be like, hey, go deliver pizzas, you know. And then I went to college and I served and, you know, so I did tables and stuff like that, you know, and was at a restaurant, which was great. You know, made good money and met a lot of cool people, but I'll never do it again. And so I want pizza or a nine to five, um, pizza and the nine to five. You don't think you'll ever go back? (laughs) No way. Really? Could never go back. Hmm. And, and why would that be? Uh, it was just, it was like the structure because I, I honestly, and I don't want this to sound like too awfully arrogant, but I always felt I could do it better. Yep. And so you're like, what's the point? Like, you know, because mm-hmm. I just saw so many people running their business into the ground and you'd be going, but it's so easy. Like you just, you got to pay attention and you got to be a good boss and you got to pay attention to your numbers and you got to run the business. And so many people were just sitting back and it was literally setting itself on fire. And you were like, yeah, man, you know, you have something here, but you're not willing to kind of take it and grow it and get it to where it needs to be. Yeah. And so that was always very frustrating. So, you know, one day I walked in and they they were like, hey, why are you at work? And I was like, because it's my time to work. And mm-hmm. they were like, you have the, you're, you're done. And I was like, for the night? And they were like, no, forever. And they were like, we're shutting down the restaurant. And so literally from then on, um, and I don't, I, that was probably like 09, something like that. Uh, from then on, it was, that was it. Yeah. I was like, nah, I'm not going back. And so from then on, I've always just been on my own, whether it was, you know, I started with web design. I worked for an appraiser. Um, gosh, I just did everything I could to continue through. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you've been doing entrepreneurship basically since the start. And as long as you can see, that's pretty much the path that you want to stay on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so whenever you were mentioning, like sometimes I think we can use this as like a cautionary tale for people that are watching that may either have a business, want to start a business. You said that they were running their business into the ground. Was there like some key things that stuck out in your mind as like, hey, um, like these are things I learned from it and I know not to uh, to avoid them with your own business. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is like that's why when you said it the first time and that's why I kind of started to laugh a little bit because, you know, like I mean, like alcoholism or you know like letting your kids work in the back and like smoke weed all day like okay hey like those might be some things that you you might avoid those are a little more obvious yes Uh, those are the more obvious things but um you know i will say i think some people some people have a better knack for it not gonna lie i think you know i think that you can you can sometimes see somebody and maybe they want it so bad but they just can't 
they can't figure out like it's it's just not in them they need a little bit more structure they need somebody somebody there to to also be like hey like you know you should probably be here in between this time and probably finish these tasks yeah you know somebody that needs those goals and those tasks day by day mm-hmm. and if no one's giving them them and they don't have them then where are you going to go yeah um but i'd say probably you know in general you know you just you got to be knowledgeable about your business and you got to be willing to run it ethically and you know the the correct way um you know i think all of those things come into play like those were all the kind of violations i'd say that i saw over that period of time so um yeah well i I mean without going into too much detail i think that's like pretty pretty good advice you know yeah hey Hey, be ethical be ethical and treat your customers correctly you know treat your customers treat your employees well um customer service is honestly one of the best ways and even though i'm in marketing and it sounds like you you know with your own uh real estate business you're in marketing as well like at the end of the day that customer satisfaction and word of mouth is still going to be the best way to market to people oh it's huge it's huge it carries so much weight yeah because you can say whatever you want right i mean we can all generate an image or uh you know a graphic that says this is what we do and this is you know this is how we back it. We're five star, yeah. you know, you can say that all day long, but until you actually have clients that are sitting there going, I've worked with them. They did X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. and they got me, you know, for us, they got me to the closing table. Then you're like, great. Okay. That's mm-hmm. a reason to use us. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're five star in regards to the quality. Like we can visually see the image, but then you check their five stars on, on Google reviews and it's actually like a two. Yes. There's a difference between the the quality of work that they can produce and then the quality of customer service and care that goes with it. Yep. Yep. And that's huge. Customer service is everything. Yeah. So what, um, like you'd mentioned the real estate, what has been like your, I guess, life's journey from the time you quit the pizza place to the point that you are now, like, is there like a, a five minute summary or, or maybe a little, uh, yeah, something brief? Yeah, I can give you something brief because there's a lot in there. I, I imagine there probably was. <laughs> in between all that, um, let's see, I can just use like words like, like, uh, marriage, um, babies, um, businesses. Okay. Um, and then divorce and and uh what else and uh i quit school and depression and frockiness and then finally it all comes back around i got off my butt one day after everything that had happened called a family friend and said i'm getting my real estate license and i did and that kind of brings us to today all right okay so (laughs) normally like if somebody was like, hey, yeah, briefly, like, it's like minor things, but it sounds like you've had a very eventful life, even yes. in the short 20, mid 20s. Yeah, 26. 26. Okay, yeah. so only three years more than me. Yeah. But that's a lot to experience. Let's go back to the kid. Let's actually like break this down because this sounds a lot more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it would be. <laughs> There's a lot to it. <laughs> so you, you had one one kid? Yeah. Okay. At first. Girlfriend or just Friend. So- at the time so at the time girlfriend okay so i we had been together for uh, a long time mm-hmm. um and yeah she called me one day and found out i was having a kid so yeah that was kind of crazy crazy somewhat exciting somewhat scary i'm sure very scary yeah a lot of scary a lot of scary yeah because you were probably 20 ish uh, yeah i was probably 
I want to say by that point, yeah, I was probably 20. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I was in school. I had been in school. I had major plans for my life. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, at that point in time as well, they did not exactly, in my head, involve her. So things things changed drastically with that moment. But yeah. I knew I needed to step up and it took some time, but mm-hmm. I went ahead and just, you know, was like, we're going to do this. We're going to make this happen. And we did what we had to do. So and then wedding bells and then wedding bells yeah. kind of, you know, went to the courthouse. Yeah, yeah. it as, was as you do at 20. Yeah, right. So went and did that. Um, and that was one of those things, too. I mean, you know, you look back and I'm like, I wish I would have maybe put a little bit more time into it. But, you know, it was such a it was such a crazy time. I mean, things were happening so fast and. Um, I, w- I was very overconfident. Like I was like, ah, I got this, you know, let's just rock and roll. And, and so like, you know, I mean, it was literally one of those things where, you know, I think we got married in August. So, um, and then we had our first in January. So, you know, yeah. I mean, she's pregnant, you know, so we went and did that and I went to work afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it was on to the next thing. Right. All right. And then, and what was the next thing? So the next thing would have been, um, I was at that moment in time, like there was some overlap where I was living with my brother and, you know, then she came into the picture with the the kid and everything. I wasn't Mm -hmm. gonna kick my brother out. So we all kind of did our thing for a little while. And in the midst of all that was when my brother and I had started our company, Mm -hmm. um, Ruxflow. Ruxflow. Yes. So we we wanted to make skate clothing for, you know, for skateboarders. Yeah, for the Midwest, of course. For the Midwest, exactly. <laughs> um, so we started the whole thing in, my, in in our apartment. We put everything together. I mean, he was kind of an aspiring graphic artist, so mm-hmm. we put everything together, you know, figured it all out. I spent all the money to do the LLC. You know, it was just like kind of frantically putting things together because I was like hoping something would stick before that time, you know, where I, I really got to jump in and help take care of this baby because yeah. it wasn't quite there yet. Um, so, you know, all of that stuff happens, you know, we have the kid and we're kind of running everything. And I find out, um, you know, I moved and everything We had, the business was doing well. We were in a, um, we were in a skate shop, like we were in a local skate shop and we were selling yeah. and we were making money back, which was great because, you know, the initial investment was still there. We were still technically in the red. Right. So I was like, okay, we got to work ourselves out of this. You know, we've got local photographers that were, were working with us. I mean, we were really trying to make it happen. I had done a website. We had, we were getting there. Yeah. Um, and then I found out I was having kid too. Oh, which I was like, okay, you know what? I got, I got so the first you're, one. You're married at this point, right? Yeah. I'm married at this point. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, bring it on. We can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So I, I told my brother, I'm like, Hey, I mean, I, I would love if you'd run the, run the company. Cause like, there's a lot to all this and I really just need to focus on bringing some money in and finishing school. I mean, it was all, all happening at the same time. So he was like, no. Okay. That's, that works. Thanks, yep. man. Appreciate it. Well, I, I, he probably <coughs> had valid reasons for declining. Yeah. I mean, he had his own path, right? So yeah. I was like, sure. Okay. So I just kind of like, I pulled out of the skate shop and just, I had all the inventory in my house, like probably up until like last year. Okay. Yeah. So I just pulled everything out, had it with me. And, um, we just, at that point in time, it was just like, you know, I got to do something else. So I was going to school for website design. 
So I just started doing websites for clients and started making money doing that. Yeah. And that worked out great. Um, but then kind of skipped towards like the hard times. That was when there was just one day she kind of woke up and she was done. And yeah. I was like, okay, kind of blindsided me big time. Right. Um, cause I honestly, like at that point in time, like, I don't know, I kind of felt like I had the world in my hands. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got the wife, I got the kids and you know, I'm, decent I'm decent income at that point. right? Yeah. Decent income. Like I'm making it like I'm not killing it, but like I'm able to pay the bills and feed four people and she didn't have to work. Mm-hmm. So great. Um, so then that comes around. That was, that was actually February of like 17 now. So all that goes down and then that's like a year process. Yeah. So, you know, the first six months I quit working cause I could, and I was just, I didn't want to do anything. I was depressed. I was just like sat on my butt and was trying to figure out life. I mean, it was just contemplating everything, going back and going, what did I do? Yeah. You know, what happened with this? Um, were, were you able to see the kids regularly throughout that time? Or was there a little bit of separate, a lot, like significantly more separation than, than like a every other weekend type thing? Um, I want to say it was, it was pretty sporadic. Um, but I was still, I was still getting a good amount. Mm-hmm. I mean, I fought for that pretty hard from the get go. Yeah. Um, because no matter what, like, I don't care what anybody says, like I was always there Yeah. and it was weird. It was weird not to see him when I came home, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was weird to come home to an empty house. Like, honestly, that was the hardest part of all of it. Right. Was going, Oh wow. You know, you went from like craziness, like all the time, kids yelling and screaming and running around and like always having something to do to coming home. And it's just like crickets. Well, that sounds peaceful for somebody that wanted rest. Correct. But was it? It wasn't. No. There was nothing peaceful about it because I was battling so many demons trying to figure out like, you know, I was convinced at that point in time that it was my fault. Mm. So I'm sitting there going like, you know, what did I do wrong? You know, what needs to, what do I need to change in my life? Because I'm not one of those people that just takes stuff like that and yeah. goes, that's not me and throws it yeah. away. Uh, why am I not good enough? Yeah, I'm like, something has to be, yeah. something's wrong. I have to fix this. Like, what can I do to improve myself? Right. Um, I will say it took a, it took the first week and, you know, cause I know a lot of people go off the deep end. Yep. It took the first week and I only went out twice <laughs> um, and didn't, you know, nothing nuts, nothing crazy, but just needed to, you know, blow off some steam. Um, and a week later, like I was, I was sitting on a park bench Um, looking over a a pond and at that moment in time like I saw my whole marriage like flash before my eyes Mm -hmm. and I don't know how you feel about all this but like to to me like at that moment in time like I'm a huge man of faith yeah so like it was one of those things where I felt like it was the closest way of communicating with him but without legitimately obviously having a conversation right but I felt like at that moment in time he was like yo look at your life and like, and not that, not that I had done anything crazy. I'm not beating on people. I'm not doing anything like that. But like, you know, I took my life for granted. You know, I took those things for granted because I thought like, yeah, it's here. It'll never what, go anywhere. What part of, what part of the life that you've lived so far you've taken for granted? I mean, like, it sounded like you had a pretty good up to, you know, like even with 16, like you were starting a business. Like, yeah, it's really easy. I think for anybody, especially the more creative people that never finish anything and we just start a ton of projects. Yeah. Um, we're always looking for the next big deal. 
like yep. the next big project, the next big idea that we have, and then we'll go 110% for a couple months, couple weeks, couple days, whatever, and then it burns out. So all we ever look to is the future. And whenever you do that, you never take time to reflect and acknowledge like, hey, you know, like we actually had pretty good, you know, times. Yep. Um, and I don't know if this would relate as much to, you know, whenever you see your life flashing before your wet, your white, uh, how would I word that? Your previous marriage flashed before your eyes. Yes. Um, like it, maybe it's not that you didn't like take advantage of the moment, but you just didn't appreciate it while it was there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I think that's a great way of putting it. Okay. That's exactly it. You know, just and and it's, you know, it's funny the, the way that marriage is portrayed. You know what I mean? In Disney or in what? Well, <laughs> you know, I guess I want to... Happily ever after, right? Let's just say... And, and I'm not even talk, talking about that. I'm talking maybe, let's just say, in the Christian community. Okay. You know, it's the man is king, you yeah. know? And that, in certain ways, that can go to your head, you know, without mm-hmm. even knowing it. Yeah. And you're like, well, I expect you to have vacuumed or I've expected you to have done the dishes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you start to go down that path where you expect that to be done. And when it's not done, sometimes you can be a you know what. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's that's not that's not good for any relationship. Mm-hmm. I take that full on, I totally know what I did, you know, like and that was those were the things that I saw in that moment. So you said you had time to reflect on it after the events that occurred. Um and generally, whenever something bad happens, people either learn from it or they don't. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, was there, it sounds like you have a takeaway. So have you found ways to become more appreciative? Yes. Oh, yeah. So so after I kind of had that moment of realization, mm-hmm. um, I actually went home, and this was a big deal for me, went home, called my church, and set up a counseling appointment. Oh. And I went to counseling for a full year every week. Why is that a big deal for you? Well, it was just, it was weird for me to go and seek out help from somebody I just didn't know. Yeah. You know, to go, hey, just put me in front of anybody that you think can help and I'll talk to them. So you don't normally reach out or prior to that event, you don't, you'd never had really reached out to anybody. Nope. Because I normally, you know, I either deal with it myself or like, you know, I have family and stuff, but. And we're all really close, which is helpful, but it would yeah. never came to my mind that it was like, okay, right? Like like counseling, like, oh, you got to go counseling because you're crazy. You know what it, I mean? Yeah. Like, okay. It's got a negative connotation to it, it right? Mm-hmm. So with that, with that kind of like idea in your mind or the way society paints it, you know, that's like how I felt about it. And so that's why it was like really crazy for me to go, hey, like, I just need the help. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a guy that um, we've had on here before. His name is uh, Bright. Brian Kendrick and uh, he helps people through recovery processes uh, primarily with addiction so alcohol and and different forms of drug and one of the things that he has voiced or I don't know if this was his original thought but it was an idea that he shared and that's everybody is either currently or previously struggling I, I think he said specifically addiction but I think it just kind of carries over to recovery yeah everyone's either in the recovery process or is uh kind of getting like right through that through the hedges of it right um i can see that yeah because i mean i think that there's always that trend you know i mean we tend to 
unfortunately as humans we only tend to learn the most from the most horrible events in our lives mm -hmm. and only by the those happening do we learn anything instead of just you know yeah learning about them and learning to avoid them yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh i when i was growing up i always i saw people go through difficult things in life and at a young age i realized like hey if i if I ask enough questions, if I pay attention enough, and I learn from other people, then I don't have to go through all these bad things. And the full reason for it wasn't to become more wise. And I, the more I reflect on it, it was just to avoid pain and to avoid difficulties, whatever that might be. Yeah. And as much as I, I mean, I feel like I got skilled at asking moderately good questions for someone at a younger age, like seven to 15 or whatever that bracket was. And, um, but I realized I never learned quite the same. Like it, it, the messages didn't stick the same as if I had gone through something difficult and then overcame it. Mm -hmm. Those messages last longer. And it's like, it's like if someone says, you know, don't put the keys or a penny in the electrical socket. It's like, yeah, whatever. Don't you do that once. You'll never forget it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that will you will every time you see an electrical socket, you will you will have a physical reaction, not just hey, don't do that, but like and that's a very hyperbolic and more comical response to drug addiction or divorce or um, like whatever, like starting a company. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a great idea. And then you try and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so much harder than I expected. Exactly. But once you do it, you know, you you become more aware of ways to handle it more appropriately in the future um, or what to look out for in the future. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I always tell people like, I don't regret anything that's ever happened. You yeah. can't, you know, it, it happens. inside. Yeah, it'll eat you up, exactly. And so I'm like, I don't regret it. I've learned so much from it. And it's been insane to see those lessons from all of it like that I've been able to apply to life. And my relationships are through the roof better. Yeah. Especially, you know, getting rid of some of that arrogance. Yeah. Some. Okay. <laughs> some. I There's a difference between pride <clears throat> pride and uh, arrogance um, and hubris and all those. I think... Uh, I think you can have pride in yourself and sometimes that, that and too much of anything could be a negative thing. But yes. if there's like, if you take pride in your work, I think that's, that's something somewhat admirable. You mm -hmm. know, if you're doing real estate photos for somebody and you know, you send them to him with a smile on your face and you're not like, oh, I nickel and dime that guy. Yeah. Right. I mean, an extra 50 bucks. <laughs> what a dummy. But if you send it to him with a smile and you're like, wow, I'm like, I, I really, you know, like I want the best for this company. I want the best for this client or, whether it's a family member, whatever the case is. So I think there's yeah there's some value to it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, hopefully, maybe not too much on the arrogance, though. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, pride's different, too. Got to be gotta be careful of pride. Yeah. So with um, taking, taking some steps out of the depression, you know, you got, you went out, you sought help, sought out the help. Yes. Sometimes people are gifted and people will approach them, but yeah, I think there's a lesson there about if, if you need help, there's nothing wrong with asking for it. Yeah, yeah. It made a huge difference. Yeah. I made a friend, too, Yeah, which was nice. That's always good. So Those are the friends for life, too. Uh, Yeah. The ones that uh, the ones that see you at your worst and don't turn you away. Yeah. No, that's exactly that's pretty it. pretty cool. Yep. It made it made a big difference. So so but, once you uh, you finished up, um, I, I assume it's still a reoccurring process of, of recovery uh, emotionally and probably mentally as yeah. well 
uh, does that lead us to where you're at today or is there a couple more things in between? Yeah, no. So that pretty much leads us to today. Cause like I said, you know, once I finally started dragging myself out of that, you know, kind of self pity and, you know, like, what was me? Exactly. Right. And the pain of all that. Um, once I was able to kind of pull myself out of that and I knew that I could focus on something again, like I knew I needed to be in the right mental state to be able to, to move on and move forward. And for me, that meant, cause you know, she had kind of asked me to stop doing the website business. Um, just money wasn't stable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was coming in, but it, you can't count on anything every two weeks or anything like that. Yeah, and that's what hard. she wanted. So I said, okay, was done with that. Quit school. She didn't want that either. So, at, yeah, so I was trying to put it back together. <laughs> um, so then at so then after all that, pulling myself out, that's when I was like, I need to find something else to do again because I have no money, you know? Yep. Um, so I did, I called a family friend of mine and was like, I'm going to get my real estate license. How do we do this? And was, were they realtor or yes. had experience? Okay. Yeah, for like 30 years worth of experience. Nice. Yeah, so I was like, I knew who to call. Um, so I was like, yeah, I need to make this happen. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, oh, oh, heck yeah. I'm ready for this. I'm like, I've done sales. I've done all that stuff. I'm like, I can do it. I've, I'm like, I've watched you do it since I was a little kid. So I went out and got it done. It took time. And that was, that was a huge battle as well. It took me four times to ace the test. You have to ace it? I mean, you know, or oh. sorry to pass it. I should okay. say ace, like, well, ace is the wrong you word. You have very high standards. You're like, yeah. You know, I actually got it the first try, but I just wanted to ace it. So I just, I made it just had to get a hundred percent. Sorry. And that was back to the pride, right? Yeah. (laughs) I take a lot of pride in my test taking. Okay. So so you got it. So I got it. Um, and that was, well, that'd been March of something 18. Yeah. March of 18. It's hard to keep all this stuff straight, man. Um, so I get that done and I'm pumped. And like ever since then, I mean, just the mindset, I've been so more, so much more grateful about what's happened and I try to be so much more mindful about where God works in my life and how I need to to try to be humble and, and you know, work on, I've worked on my relationship with my girls. It's been exponentially better as they get older, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have a girlfriend now. and You do or you don't? I do. Oh, nice. And things, really? Well, not anymore, honey. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, Tristan. <laughs> um uh no so i mean so that's been going great because i can actually like i can notice the things like i can pay attention you know nothing's ever going to be perfect i'm a guy um and i always tell her that uh but (laughs) there's always something to fix always always so i'm like you know just try to keep that list to a minimum the best i can um so just and and it's and it's been more than anything in business it's been such a driving point for me because I think back and I think about like where I was and maybe where I could have been. And it was like, I was, I was holding myself back because of, you know, ego and arrogance, because I really needed to take a step back and look at world, look at the world in a different way Mm -hmm. and go, okay, this needs to be approached completely different. Mm -hmm. And ever since I did that, you know, things have, things have finally started to stick because, you know, obviously now you've heard, like I've, I've tried different things. Yeah. You've not, everything is stuck. Definitely open. (coughs) Yes. Very high in the openness trade. I would, I would assess. Yes. So, um, you were mentioning that there, that you've become more grateful. Is there steps that you take or it was just like, 
one day in the park you had a vision and then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah 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 this is all great i can't believe i didn't acknowledge all this awesome <laughs> stuff before um <clears throat> excuse me sorry um you know i don't want to say that i wasn't before but it was it was finding gratefulness in smaller things mm-hmm. um you know because it's easy to say i'm so grateful that i have money or i'm yeah. so grateful that uh you know i bought this new phone or you know what i mean or i'm so grateful i have parents i mean there's there's easy big things that you that you maybe take for granted that you're just like I'm grateful for that, mm-hmm. but it was like it was the little things you know that somebody maybe took the time to to sit down and talk to you or ask you questions about how you're feeling or how you're doing, you know, or it was just the fact that maybe I woke up that day and was able to walk out the door on my own two feet and get in my vehicle and you know put gas in it under my own power. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. just the ability to actually that you're that you're waking up that morning and like living life. Yeah. And the fact that I'm not, you know, that I don't live in a country where, you know, if I go to drink the water outside it could be poison. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was Is that what you think about regularly? To, I do. To keep yourself humble? I do. Nice. Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I've in in I know it sounds cheesy, but it is kind of true. Like, you know, you have to think about the fact that somebody else out there has it way worse than you. So why are you complaining? Mm -hmm. Because it's the truth. Yeah. We lived a very privileged life. I think I'm trying to remember the actual step for it. But a lot of times people complain about the 1% in the United States, which I'm not going to share any of my personal opinions on that matter. But if you look at a global population, if you make over $30,000 a year, uh, this is based on a study that I've read probably about a year ago. So, okay. But for all intents and purposes, if you're around that ballpark of 30 grand, you're in the top 1% of the world. Yeah. So it's so easy to like, hey, look out, look at this guy with all his money and what's he doing with it. But at the same time, I understand like there's, there's bills, you have family, you have kids, like there's, there's so many things that you have responsibilities for. And it's hard for people to acknowledge that as hard as you have it, you still are considered not in the one percentile and that's that's yeah. insane is that one percent or 99 percentile i always infer whenever i do the fraction. yeah right <laughs> probably do the percentages yeah, yeah. You're, uh, you're up there you're in the top right you're in the top yeah, yeah. leave it at that um <laughs> no i get that though i mean that's that's the point of it all is like you gotta you gotta kind of like backpedal a little and go hey like should i really be complaining that this line is so long at starbucks like yeah. those are the things that would have irritated me before, mm-hmm. you know, I would have like not gone, but now I'm like, you know what? Like, what's the point? Yeah. What do I really have to do? That's so important that I got to honk at the guy in front of me. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you the guy that waits at like one car behind at the red light 0.5 seconds and the light changes and you're just you're hitting that Audi horn? No, not going to happen. Not anymore? Nope. I never did that. Oh, okay. I don't think that's nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I don't do it personally. But what is the future for you? And and as far as you can see, what are what is your future look like? What are your goals? Um, well, um, definitely business-wise, like I would hope to be able to continue to cultivate um what I have currently. Mm-hmm. Um I know there's a there's a very bright future in the real estate business. Um I've I've been very blessed that I I stepped into something that had a fantastic foundation. 
um, our team, Team Royale, they had, you know, my my grandma is the is the person I called. Ah. Um, so she's been doing it for 30 years. Um, she, you know, she knows what she's doing. She's got quite a client base. And the fact that there's a point in time that, you know, she's not going to be doing it anymore and I can continue the legacy, mm-hmm. especially with the same last name. I mean, all of that just helps with familiarity so that those clients will continue to come back and we can continue to service them into the future. Yeah. Um, that's huge. Hmm. Um, cause it's hard to get in, especially right now. There's so many people doing it. It's hard to get in and start your own thing. You, you gotta be hungry yeah. and be pushing really hard because it can happen. Don't get me wrong, but it was really nice to come in and, and not that they're throwing me leads every day. Don't get me wrong. I'm building a business here, Yeah, but Working it's, for it. it's nice to know that if at some point, you know, when she isn't there, that there is an opening, there's, there's a book there that I can use that will help to continue grow the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about a lot of different things, nothing I can discuss on here, but, uh, unfortunately, but, uh, oh, <laughs> a lot of different future possibilities for our team and what happens from here. Mm-hmm. Um, this last year, we actually just expanded for the first time, um, added two more people on. And that's something that definitely wouldn't have happened in the past. Yeah. Um, but we're bringing them up, bringing them into the future of marketing and yeah. everything that comes with it. So it's it's made a huge difference and I expect that to go far. Yeah. Um, Which I assume has, is that, I guess, what is your involvement with the marketing and the the branding side of your guys's Royale? Is all that, of it. All of it? So that's you. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I came on, that was the team name, Team Royale. Um, they had already had a logo and stuff, which I had coincidentally made in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I came on, everything was kind of outdated. So I was like, hey, I took the first year and rebranded everything. Mm-hmm. So I said, let's rebrand, let's make a new website. Let's just, let's make sure that we kick off 19 the right way. Um, and make, cause like our company Carpenter that's above us, you know, kind of our, our brokerage that, cause you have to have your license underneath the brokerage. Um, they provide marketing materials and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, to be honest, I was like, eh, you know, we they're, can do better. They're fine, but I think we could do better. Exactly. Yeah. So we make everything now on our own. Yeah. Um, and cool. we're doing walkthrough videos and social media posts and, you know, all mm-hmm. of our photography. Everything's in-house within the team, which helps us also drop our turn times when it comes to getting listings online. Yeah. So all of it helps us to kind of give us that edge when it comes to marketability, um, whether it's with buyers or listers, it, it makes a huge difference. So, I mean, I assume then that you're recommending this to other realtors in the area. If they're not already doing this, then they're behind. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the truth because, um, so I don't know how much you pay attention to stuff like this. I, I, I would kind of call him an influencer. Um, but if you're not in the real estate world, you might not see this sort of stuff, but, um, Ryan Serhant, does he do like remodels and stuff like that? Or so he's just a, he's just a real estate broker in New York. He has uh-huh. his own firm now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he started off just kind of that guy. He was, he was trying to be an actor ah. in New York and got his real estate license. I I've read, I'm finishing his book now. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they do like a hundred million in volume a month. Wow. It's, it's insane. So, um, he's kind of like, I watch everything he does and I try to replicate it within our market. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, he's selling hundred some million dollar, you yeah. know, like, townhomes in new york but 
that's why I'm like, but then, but why can't I in Indiana recreate, you know, Hey, let's do a walkthrough video. Let's try to, let's try to show that we have personality and we can not just sell a house, but like sell it with style and presence and, yeah. you know, awesome marketing. It is kind of refreshing to work uh, or, yes, just have a conversation with somebody that fully admits to what do they call creative theft. So a lot of times when you work in creative industries, there's people don't want to admit it, but everybody steals. Oh, yeah. and th there's actually a book. Uh, it's like how to how to steal like an artist or something along that lines, which <laughs> explains basically the un unwritten rules of what is and isn't acceptable in terms of this is my brand and you're stealing it versus this is somebody I find inspiring and I'm looking up to and I want to take away some sort of message or key method. Um, and we've had several people on the show so far that in a way have all kind of explained what it was that inspired them, you know, uh, so we've had a filmmaker, uh, Abby Kishek, or yeah, <coughs> Abhishek Saddam came on and he was explaining that like growing up, films are such a big part of like India culture. And then, you know, it just kind of led him in uh, through a very long process into making short films himself. Yeah. And I mean, that happened to him at a very young age. But if you find somebody even later in life, that's totally fine. If you can find a way to bring that something that inspired you or that you find entertaining or educational inspiration, whatever the case is, and and find a way to make that your own, then if anything, you're taking somebody's message and, and finding a way to share it yep. with other people. Yep. And he's been very, you know, that's the nice thing about Ryan is like, he's been very open about the fact that like, that's what he's trying to do, you yeah. know? And, he, and he's totally like one of those people that'll go, use it, do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I want you to be successful. I'm trying to teach you how to be successful. Take these methods and apply them to your business. Mm -hmm. Why would you not? Yeah. You know, no one has a, a hold on any of these types of Their marketing. ideas for the most part, you know. Exactly. It's like, how can you own an idea? Exactly. Yeah, you can't. So and the fact that he's so open about it is that's really cool. I'm sure somebody probably taught him all these things and now he's passing it on as well. Well, you see, that's the funny thing, right? Is like. He's learned as he's gone along from from watching people, yes. But like the first real estate agent he ever went to, the like the top producer in his firm that he was like, I want to learn from because he knew he needed to learn from somebody. Mm -hmm. He said when he started, he sucked, um, which we all kind of do. Um, Naturally. <clears throat> so he goes to this guy and he pretty much told him to, you know, mm -mm. yeah, you know, was Bye. like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Why would I tell you? And he kind of walked away and was like, well, it, dang you know like why, yep. why you got to be like that and so that was that was huge that was a huge part of his life so now now that he's you know where that guy was probably exponentially higher than that guy was now um he just he's like why would i not share plus he can market it and make way more money off the marketing than he probably does in the real estate hypothetically he could i don't yeah. know what his actual numbers are of there's course. there's got to be stuff i mean because now he's even you know he's got the book which was huge Mm -hmm. um so i mean then that explains it all he was on million dollar listing mm -hmm. that you know that was a big show um i think he's still on it and then he just started selling like seminars and stuff yeah. so you know like five thousand dollars you can come meet me and i'll teach you business secrets you know what i mean yeah and people are gonna pay the money people do that stuff all the time and so you're like 
why not? Why not take advantage of it? Why mm -hmm. not capitalize on that? Yeah. So when you were growing up, what was your original vision after the, the pizza market? Like you knew you wanted to do your own thing. Did you have any aspirations for real real estate <coughs> at all or just nope. straight marketing? I thought that um, I'd probably be doing digital marketing, website design, stuff like that. Which in turn, the way I've just listening to your story, it sounds like everything that you've done as far as business you found a way to tie that into what you're currently doing. Yes. And had you not had those opportunities, you wouldn't be nearly as good at it now. Yes. That's exactly it. Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It all works. It all works. All the past stuff works to the future. That's why I said I don't regret anything because it's all work to the future. Mm. And I can't I can't look back and better say better at your job, better at your relationships, better at being a dad. Yep. That's, that's good. It makes a difference, man. It does. Because life's tough. <laughs> Yeah. So it sounds like it. Yeah. I usually ask about like the evolutionary process of um, of people's mindset. But I think as you broke down, you know, like what, what the, all, all of your life pretty much into a five minute conversation <laughs> uh, that pretty much covers all of the evolution, unless there's something else that you'd like to add to that. I mean, other than the fact that, you know, like it helps a guy to get to 25, you know, because that's. <laughs> Yeah. That's when our brains finally fully develop. Like, and believe me, I believe in that. Man, I always forget that. Like, I mean, I feel like people are really hard on themselves, but I've been told I'm exceptionally harder. And that's actually good to hear. I kind of, you know, it's nice to know that every once in a while. It's the truth, though. I honestly feel like there was something about after that 25 mark, you know, like, and I know with, uh, with, ha with everything that happened in life, I mean, it's made a big difference as well. Don't get me wrong. It's matured me in a good way. But just all of that kind of happening and then like, you know, developing the rest of the way. I think that just that it, it helps you to start to be more of a functioning male in society instead of less of a troublemaker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, it's um actually like as far as mythology goes, um, the story of Beauty and the Beast is it represents like the primal aspects of the male. Like you're, you're a troublemaker, you're a monster, you're a beast. Like you can't be contained. <coughs> and then along comes a person uh, in that story. It's a female that, right. that longs to tame the male. Uh, and it's, it's very clear that she doesn't want the male that's already well-kempt and well-groomed. Like the thing that she finds more interesting uh, is the beast. Yep. And she finds a way to, to tame him. Now, it sounds like your story may not necessarily follow that exact line, but the, the point is you were a troublemaker and over whether the mistress was an actual female or your own pride and ego ripping you apart. Yep. You grew up. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's great. That's that's uh mistress. That's, that is Let's not uh, use that word. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, there was no mistress. There was no mistress, no. but you know I was faithful. That's good. <laughs> Let's <laughs> deviate those two thoughts for a minute. Uh, it's funny that you bring up it's you bring up Beauty and the Beast and then you start to dissect it that way and I'm like, yeah, I've seen it so many times I really just don't like to think about it. Yeah. You had you, you got kids. I'm probably you probably see all the Disney movies now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just watched Toy Story 4, so. Uh, I haven't seen it. Is it sad? I heard it's really sad. It was sad. Ah, oh, but Yeah. So, just be ready for that one. <laughs> They get you good. Yeah, I, I it's it's been out for long enough. I don't deserve a spoiler alert. You can 
You can share it if you want. No, that's okay because somebody else is going to get mad at me. You no, know, probably. like Disney stuff is a big deal. It is. I know people that like have kids but choose not to take the kids to Disneyland with them. So they go on like their own like little retreats. I'm like, I don't get it. You want to do it? I. Hey, that's man, up to you, man. I don't get it either. My girlfriend's all about it. I'm just like, I can't buy into all that. Yeah. So it's... um. It sounds like you've had a very eventful life and coming into this marketing role, like there was a lot of people that either didn't value it or just hadn't taken the time to reassess the marketing side of the real estate market, um, especially for Royales, you came into it. Are there, and I guess it doesn't have to be limited to marketing, but what are the biggest misunderstandings that people have either about you or your line of work or the real estate market in general? Is there anything that really stands out to you? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I do want to say that like most people don't, it depends on your volume. It depends on like the size of your team. It depends on, it, re it depends on a lot of factors on what players you do have. Um, because most people it's one person and they do it all. Mm -hmm. You know, you are the marketer, you are the, you know, whatever you're, you're the financial person, you're yeah. the lister, you're the seller, you're, you know, you do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so with us, it's just nice that we have the ability to break things apart, um, because we have extra people. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I, th I feel like one of the biggest misconceptions is everybody always wants to think that we're just like nasty old greasy salesman, you know, just as bad as a car salesman. Ooh, shots fired. Are you a car salesman? No, but jeez, oh. you just you just, what if we what if our what if our viewership is 100% car salesman and you just sh shot them all in the foot? Well, that's unfortunate, but <laughs> let me go a little further, okay? <laughs> okay. So, that's a stereotype though, but when I say it, you 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 can picture it, can't you? Yes. When I, I say car salesman, there's, there's a very negative stereotype around it. Thank you. So what I'm getting at by using that as an example, sorry, car salesman, because um, you're not all bad, but most of the ones I've dealt with are. Um, mm -hmm. Not recently, though. Uh -huh. Shout out. Uh, yeah, to the Audi. Yeah. Um, although it was funny because I bought it from a Chevrolet dealer because oh, it was God. used, and I got in the car to test drive it, and the guy goes, um, I hope you did your research because I know nothing about this car. Oh, at least he was honest. Yeah, and I was like, no, nah, I appreciate that, man. His name was Buck. He's awesome. He's a Hubler Chevrolet. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I, I guess that's a complimentary sponsorship. Yeah, I have to. I'm just saying. He he hooked me up. He was so nice. Um, I just want someone to treat me like a customer. You know what I mean? And just take care of me because it was a yeah. big process for me. Um, but no, it's just the fact that they, they think that we're just there to make a buck and mm -hmm. that we're trying to take advantage of them. Yeah. That's not the case. You know, I think... I think that specifically jobs that are commission oriented, like you yeah. only get paid on commission, like um, they get cutthroat, which I, I understand. Everybody's fighting for their next dinner, right? I yep. mean, that's just, or, or feeding their kids. Like there's, there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, like we have the opportunity to treat clients in such a different way because that relationship is longer than any anything else you're gonna do i mean we're gonna we're gonna sit there and hold your hand for 30 days to get that the house closed yeah and that that could be that's just the 30 days once we find something and we purchase it and we get to the closing table 
-hmm. That's not including maybe the six months we took to find the house. Um, all of that can factor in. You're creating a relationship with somebody. You're seeing this person. You're communicating with them almost at a level that somebody would with an acquaintance or a friend. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're not just in it for the buck. We're in it for the relationship. You know, the money is a byproduct of that, yeah. which is which is beautiful. But, you know, it's just like, that's why I got into it because I could start those relationships. Like I'm watching my clients have kids or get married on Facebook and yeah. you know, we're saying congratulations and we're talking back and forth like we're friends because that's that's what this relationship or that's what this business starts is relationships. Yeah. Um and I think that a lot of people just see you as a, you know, as a greasy old salesman. And they're just trying to that you're just trying to make money. You're just trying to shove them past, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to take you and you're going to make me money and then I'm going to shove you aside and then I'm going to go to the next person. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you'll give me somebody else too so I can make more money off of you. Yeah. And that's just not the case with us. You know, I think some people are like that. Don't get me wrong. And there's always some, there's always bad eggs in the bunch. Yeah. They give everybody a bad name, but we're just not that way. Mm -hmm. And I know so many agents that aren't, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a huge community of people that are just trying to help families find their next home and it's such a such a gratifying thing to be able to get somebody in a place that they're excited about. Yeah, that is. And the process really is hard. The process is hard. You need somebody there with you. I mean, I couldn't imagine doing it without an agent. It would be so difficult. I mean, the fact that you can call me any time of day, you know, weekends, nights, all the above, you call me and you're like, hey, this is freaking me out. What do we do about this? And I can sit there and go, it's okay do it all the time we're gonna make it through mm -hmm. it makes a big difference that's good i've had to do that with a lot of people i've i've had you know like 45 minute long conversations in the car trying to talk people off the ledge <laughs> proverbially proverbial <coughs> yes okay so no uh, literally yet not that's as good that's really good it'll um, probably happen one day man it's stressful it, i don't doubt it for a minute we're considering <laughs> looking right now it's kind of based on occupation and yeah and region but We've considered renting, considered buying, and um, planning on getting married in uh, April, May time frame. So okay, it's scary. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot, man. Yeah. Well, outside of well, extending the scope of just real estate to fatherly um, entrepreneurial, what do you have a individual piece of advice or anything that you feel would uh, benefit people to know? Yeah, I would say just like, especially with kind of given my background and my story, you know, just take a second to step back and just just pay attention, mm -hmm. you know, and like don't take advantage of the small moments, the small things, you know, the times that um, it's just like the times that like they'll the girls will run into my office and I might be up to my neck busy, but I always try to take the time to take a step back, look at them and all they ever want is a hug. And they want to tell you that you, that you, that they love you. Mm -hmm. So why not, instead of going, go to your room, you know, I always make sure to take that time to like bend down, give them a hug, say, I love you, send them on, finish my work. It's not going to kill me to take the 30 seconds to yeah. spend the time with the girls. Probably makes their whole day too. It does. Yeah. The little things like that mean so much to kids and, and we just don't think about it. We, you know, take it for granted now that we're adults and we're like, we got stuff to do. Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it to take the time. Just pay attention. So I, 
I don't know if this is going to be our signature question, but we've been, I've been asking it a lot lately. Um, in terms of whenever you guys, you personally said that you were going through depression or like in a dark place, right? Yeah. Uh, I assume there's a lot of negative thoughts that come in those time frames, mm-hmm. And I think people go have negative thoughts all the time, whether they're struggling with, you know, chronic depression or whether they are or are not diagnosed. A lot of people have negative thoughts. So do you have a method for handling those or a technique that you've found helpful of getting in and out of those positions? Yeah, I mean, it's going to sound really straightforward. It's just one word, prayer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to tell you. You know, I, I accredit getting through my situation, not under my own power, but I got through under God's power and that's the only way I could have done it. Um, and I had I had the option to to go either way. I could have thrown it back in his face and said it was his fault and, and mm-hmm. been done, but I knew better and I was like, I need to find strength and all this and it made a huge difference. And and when those when those thoughts always creep up, because that's just life and yeah. that's how they try to get you. So, you know, it's it's really just taking a step back and, and saying a prayer because he's there for you. So why not use it? Nice. It makes a big difference. I believe it. It makes I, a huge it's, difference. It's helped me significantly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Uh, so, uh, amen. <laughs> so, that is uh, Cole Ankley. We're going to be bringing this to a close. So, if you are interested in having a conversation with him about real estate, uh, about uh, entrepreneurship, uh, hard times, whatever that may look like, if you have any comments, questions, concerns for that, you can uh, reach out to him directly at coltrain04 at uh, that's my instagram um and honestly like you want to pick up the phone it's 317-798-9882 like what a nice guy i'm not 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 even worried about it (laughs) and for uh for people that just have general comments questions for these types of uh podcasts or if you would like to be on it if you could recommend somebody feel free to share it but also if you're listening mobily we have this available on youtube where you can see the guests. Um, we have comments and things posted up in the video, such as the links to um, to our guest channels or their messaging or however you want to get a hold of them. All this is available on YouTube. We're also on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and occasionally Facebook. But with that, I really appreciate your time, Cole, coming on and just opening up about your life. I know you guys have your podcast, which I assume you'd like to post up to. Yeah, yeah. Um, Life and Lattes uh, with Liv and Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, uh, I think we're 26 episodes in. We started in February. So um, we're just a lifestyle podcast. We um, we have people on kind of uh, like we did today and um, from all all walks of life. Um, and then some days it's just Liv and I talking about uh, our favorite coffees or fall time and the last episode we did, we were talking about like the history of the pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. So little things like that. Uh, it's pretty popular. I know a lot of people are, I don't drink coffee, but I know a lot of people who Shame. look forward to <laughs> the pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, it's a big deal. I don't get it, but yeah. <laughs> and we're definitely going to have to have you on. Oh, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. So it'd be, I don't know. I've never been on the other side of the mic. Hey, this is my first time on the other side of the mic. So oh, if oh. I could do the same for you, that's perfect, Dude, right? It's like therapy for me. I really like getting to hear people's stories. And I hope people watching, listening do as well uh, with that. 
maybe uh maybe the next time we see each other will be on your episode sounds good man thanks yeah. thanks for listening thanks for listening guys bye